0: Welcome to Colorado Preps Weekly, covering preps from the peaks to the plains. Here's your host, Kevin Schaefer.
1: Welcome into another episode of Colorado Preps Weekly. We want to start with a continuation of our last episode where we reviewed some of the best wins of the week. During Week One of the football slate, we told you then that Severance came back from 22 points down in the third quarter to win down at Canyon City last Friday, and that we had hoped to visit with Silver Knights head coach Jeff Van Winkle while we tracked him down to recap that great win.
2: Kevin, it was great. I'll tell you, uh, watching these kids, you know, I think all coaches and uh, you know all high school football, probably every level, you know, always talk about, you know, the game's never over, and you gotta you gotta dig deep, and sometimes you're gonna be up against it, but. uh you know very rarely do you see a team really with that battle and that resolve come back and that 's exactly what we did, so it was uh, it was great on both sides of the football. you know defense struggled uh, a little bit, you know just with uh, some angles and, and right right assignments, but fourth quarter held them out uh, scoreless, so doing stuff like that is, is a great thing, and offense just kept churning so yeah, it was, it was a great, great battle. We were down by twenty two with seven to go in mm. the third quarter there, so to watch us come back from that was really impressive.
1: And I know your expectations for this year are very high for you and your kids. So what were the emotions like on the sideline with all those expectations? And here you are, quarter number three, down 22.
2: Well, you know, it's, it's such a weird dynamic. I mean, so first off, you know, we're, it's the first week of school. You know, so the kids are a little tired. And then you get on a, a three-and-a-half-hour bus ride. Uh, we got there, and we didn't know if we were even going to get a chance to play because of the weather report. So, you know, you're back and forth. And, you know, our, our C-team game actually, they played before us. And they got canceled uh, with lightning. And then our pregame didn't actually go off. You know, we, we had kind of an abbreviated pregame. We, we ended up kicking off on time, and we didn't actually have a delay. But you've got all that stuff that's going on. Um, you know, and then we, you know, we went out and jumped up on them 7 to nothing, and, you know, kind of looked at some things on film that we thought we could take advantage of, and we did. And so here we are, you know, feeling pretty good about ourselves. And then Canyon City, man pat has his team playing just exceptional football they scored three unanswered on us and all of a sudden we're down 21-7 in the the second quarter so it's uh it it was a roller coaster of of emotions really from the start so uh but you know offense did a great job put a score up there right right before the half ended to go 21-14 but yeah it was uh was a heck of a game
1: Uh, typical week one it sounds like with all the weather delay and staying off schedule but uh confidence wise how big of a boost is this for your kids to know that they can dig down deep find some resolve and get back and win on the road
2: i think it's a i mean it's a huge shot in the arm for them from a the confidence side of things you know again i go back to that there's a lot of coaches or teams that will talk about what it's like to be down and be able to come up and come back but very few teams actually have that you know, in their, in their, you know, in that history. Right. And so here we are week one with this history of, Hey, we've, we've been down, we've been up against it. We didn't hang our heads. We didn't quit and look what we got. And so I think now as a, as a staff, we certainly can talk about it, but really as those players, you know, that we're in the huddle, you know, those 11 guys looking at each other, you know, they can say, Hey, we've been here uh, when, when, you know, the ball maybe doesn't bounce our way over the course of the season. Um, so I'm excited about that. I think that, that the confidence is, is, hey, we say it as coaches, but now these players have lived it and they understand, hey, you know, it's not just words. These are these are real things. If we, we battle hard and we battle together and we stay like that, anything is possible.
1: And is all that what you just mentioned even more important coming off a three-win season to get a win like that in game one? Oh,
2: for, for certain. You know, a little bit of a confidence boost there. You know, yeah. um, we've got offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator that are new this year. Um, so, you know, dealing with a few things. And it's not not significantly different. Um, you know, so nothing, nothing crazy like going from one offense to a completely different offense or, or defense. Uh, but to be able to get out there and be successful and get that victory, uh, especially in those circumstances, yeah, I think uh, I think it was a great first step for us. You know, I said to the kids, you know that that week one team is uh, was the best week one team we could be. You know, we're better this week already uh, because of the experiences. We're going to be the best week two team now. We can be this week.
1: And you're going to have to be better because Green Mountain is up on your schedule, and uh, obviously a top five opponent, rankings wise, but also coming off a semifinal appearance last year. So no time really to celebrate for your kids after maybe Sunday.
2: No, not at all, not at all. You know, we we watch film of uh, of Green Mountain and. You know, I'll tell you what they look like an RMAC team. So, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, Coach has got them really playing well. So for us to take a look at them and, and say, hey, you know, we've got to be on what it is that we do, um, you know, is, is not an understatement at all. You know, our kids understand the task that's at hand. They understand where this team is at and what their expectations are. So, you know, if we want to consider ourselves a, a, a contender, or somebody that belongs there, you know, we have to take care of business. And And so expectations are high.
1: Yeah, and and regardless of the outcome this week, can you contend? Can you get into that Final 16 and, you know, be playing for the gold ball come November?
2: Yep, absolutely. You know, and if you're asking me, I'm going to tell you, you know, without question. You know, we, we we dealt with a lot of injury last year. You know, uh, unfortunately, that's the way that, that football goes sometimes. You know, we, we found ourselves up against it before we even entered the conference season. Um, you know, being down quite a few players, and so some of the kids that we had on the on the starting field on that varsity field last year were, you know, some sophomores and some juniors. You know, and they're seniors and uh, juniors now this year, and and I, I have a lot of confidence in who we are because of that you know we we matured some kids pretty quickly last year and they're stepping on the field this year with a different kind of swagger than you have when you're you're first underneath those Friday night lights so i'm excited about where we're at and what we can do because of the kids that we've got
1: That interview in this segment presented by Alpine Bank and also the new Colorado Preps mobile app. Please go to your favorite app store and download the new layout, give you daily updates of high school sports and also the best football scoreboard of any service in Colorado. Next, we want to honor a longtime coach at Frederick High School, Roger Dufour. He's coached baseball and women's basketball at the school, but is probably best known for his great work on the softball diamond. And earlier this year and in his 29th year in the dugout, he surpassed 400 wins we ask him what that number means to him
3: it's been a long time <laughs> um you know you gotta you gotta kind of stay in one place uh you know to get 400 wins at a school and uh it's, it's been over 29 years so uh, and, and you got to have you know a lot of successful season to, to even try to get to that point so um you know we just plug away every year and before i know it, it's been 29 years and 400 wins
1: yeah, and did you or were you aware of that number? Maybe to start the year or going into the matchup, that it was a milestone within reach.
3: Um, yeah, you know, we finished Final Four last year, and we had a tremendous season. Ended up with 24 wins last year, uh, so kind of got there a little quicker pace than I expected um, from last season. Uh, so going into the season, we knew uh, we knew we. Were, I was sitting at 396. Um, and those first four games were games I thought we could uh, possibly win. So, uh, you know, everything worked in our favor.
1: You guys, uh, at this point of your head coaching career at the program there at Frederick, you're in the 4A mix almost every year. But when you took over the program, it was not in that position. Do you ever think back to say, man, how far have we come over those 29 years?
3: Well, uh, to break news to you, I've been the only coach here in Okay. <laughs> So oh, I, you know, I started the program back in 1995 and it's inception and I've been the only coach. Uh, so yeah, we've kind of built this, I've kind of built this program up from the beginning uh, and, and from the start, um, uh, you know, I've coached a lot of players and I give a, a lot of credit to a lot of players that I've had in the past and, you know, they come back and, and say positive things and, uh, you know, it's just kind of nice to have that support.
1: And what's it mean to you when those kids come back? I'm sure they still call you coach. I mean, that has to have a good feeling.
3: Yeah, they, uh, you know, they still call me coach. Uh, coaching styles changed a little bit from 29 years ago, and they kind of wonder what happened to me. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, just like anything else, uh, with growth and and kind of learning how and coming into my own uh, coaching style, you know, I just found out what kind of works best for me. So, um Right now it's been successful, and, you know, just going to keep plugging away every year.
1: And I know coaching is a lot of fun, but there's also a grind to it. So what keeps you coming back year after year?
3: Well, you know, I coached, uh, like you mentioned, I coached girls' basketball for 19 years straight as head girls' basketball coach. And I also coached baseball for over 20 years. So, uh, you know, there was 19 seasons straight where I coached all three uh, seasons, um, you know, softball, girls' basketball, and baseball. Now I'm just down to softball, so uh, as far as the grind, it's it's a little more easy. Um, it's not it's not quite as hard on the family, uh, but I give my wife a lot of credit for putting my, up with me over these last, you know, 33 years of coaching, 29 of them softball.
1: Yeah, that's a a crazy number of games you've been in charge of. I know it's hard to narrow it down to one, two, or three, but memorable games. Are there anything that really sticks out to you over those 29 years on the softball diamond to where maybe this is where our program turned? I know you made a couple of state finals, so that has to stick to you. So are there some games that you can look back on and say, man, what a ride it's been?
3: Yeah, you know, the three-state championships, unfortunately, become – a little short you know we've been in a couple final fours on top of that um, but um, you know the, the the good rivalry with Bob letto Erie's always always been a tough one uh, he's, he's kind of got the upper hand on me uh, but you know anytime we come up um, on top of Erie and uh, I kind of look back probably well, about um, about five six years ago when we had no business even playing with him and we beat him six one and all we threw was change up and knuckleballs we were able to get them so that was that was a pretty memorable uh, game uh, but there's just been so many over the years that uh, you know I, I should take every game and, uh, as, as a grateful situation that I'm in and I'm very blessed that uh, you know in 1995 my principal John Graubiger offered me the job and um, it's just been a fun ride every game.
1: Did you see basically 30 years at this school once you started?
3: Uh well, I'm a Frederick alumni. I'm my daughter's actually a fourth generation graduate, so uh, you know being at Frederick is where I belong, and I I never really wanted to be anywhere else. So uh, you know this is what kind I expect, and uh, you know we bleed blue and gold here in this household.
1: What about this year? You're off to a 6-0 and start. You've outscored opponents, uh, I think 68-17 are the numbers, and so what do you have expectations-wise for your club this year as you, uh, you know, close in on basically the midway point of the year already?
4: Well,
3: I, you know, I, I think we've instilled in our program here that our expectations to get to the state tournament every single year, you know, that's our number one goal. Um, but, you know, we lost a good pitcher and a good player in Haley Hell last year, and uh, I was a little concerned about replacing her, but we've had some other girls step up. Uh, you know, I got Max Dice back. She's the, the, our leadoff lefty slapper. She just sets the tone for us. She's amazing on the, on the base path. I think she had 62 stolen bases last year. Wow. Which uh, she actually broke my daughter, Alex's record, stolen bases, actually doubled it up. So she's just been amazing. Um, but I knew I had core of my defense back, and uh, the question was... You know, am I going to find somebody in the circle that's going to be able to to, to compete? And uh, Peyton Torres came out as a freshman, decided to try volleyball as a sophomore, and she's back out as a junior. So she's been throwing, started every game for us, been throwing every game. Um, so she's been a pleasant surprise. And, you know, right now she's keeping us in games. Um, we got Mountain View tomorrow, which we kind of expect to win that game. Uh, but after that, you know, we, we, we kind of run the gauntlet. We got Riverdale, Ridge, Roosevelt, Ralston Valley, and Bertha, and those are going to be four tough games. So we'll kind of see right where we're at after those four games. Uh, then we also make that trip to Grand Junction a little later in September, and, uh, you know, Fruta, Monument, and Grand Junction Central are going to be really tough teams, too. So, you know, we have some good competition lined up, and we'll see kind of where we're at uh, when we play those teams.
1: Frederick is ranked 6th in 4A this week by Max Preps with Holy Family, Riverdale Region, and Roosevelt in the top three spots. Pueblo County, number four with Pomona rounding out the top five. Arise in the number one club in 5A this week. Hawks are 7-0, and Erie is 2nd and Arvada West 3rd. Columbine and Valor Christian sit 4th and 5th. 3A has Eaton in the top spot, followed by Strasburg and Academy. Thomas Jefferson and University are in spots 4 and 5. Now it's still a ways away, but the state soft Tournament It's back in Aurora, October 20th and 21st this year. Just getting started here on Colorado Preps Weekly. We'll hit the Western Slope next with some news and notes from there. Our report again presented by Alpine Bank and the new Colorado Preps mobile app.
5: Beneath the uniform these high school athletes wear, there is a young person who embodies the very heart and soul of our community. Inside that player lives a world of magic. I know it. I've seen it. This is Jay Rickstrue from Alpine Bank, member FDIC. If you've ever wondered if dreams really do come true, look to that young person. You'll find your proof.
3: Staying up to date on the latest high school athletics news and scores is now easier than ever. We've launched the all-new Colorado Preps mobile app. It's easy to navigate and completely free, featuring tabs for every sport, allowing you to find exactly what you're looking for. Want to stay up to date on scores from around the state? With one tap, you can find all the football scores for tonight's action or look back at what happened last week. It's all in the brand new Colorado Preps mobile app, driven by Ford. Just search Colorado Preps app in your app store and download today.
1: Alpine Bank also brings us the Western Slope update for the week. It begins on the volleyball court when Centauri ended a 23-year drought of making the state tournament by reaching the event last fall, and they did well while there, winning two games and dropping two. And with that confidence back in camp this year, the Falcons are off to a solid 6-0 start, including a grade 5-set win over Lamar last week. We caught up with their head coach, third-year boss, Allie Miller.
4: Yeah, they are. They're coming in practice every day. They're working working super hard. This group that we have is super athletic. Um, they work well together. And yeah, we just, after last year making it to state, after the 23 years that we weren't there, we just know our capability and the girls have been working and fighting for that again this year.
1: A very good win over Lamar last week. You went five sets. They obviously have great tradition, so a great opponent, and really a great test for you and your kids early on this year.
4: Yes, it was super exciting. I know, again, it's been a little while since Centauri has beaten Lamar, and that win is just showing these girls this year what they're capable of and the abilities that they have. And, yeah, Lamar's a really good team. They have strong fundamental a really strong program so that was definitely a positive in our program this week yeah,
1: and what would you like out of your girls play in that five set win
4: oh my gosh just the grit they they just go for it they push each other they play for each other um, and just all of our all around we're just coming together defensively setting attacking at the net it's just really coming together to create a great team this year.
1: You mentioned you made it to the state tournament. You not only made it, you won two matches while you were there. So uh, do you see a a difference in the girls confidence-wise, the ones that are returning from that team, as you work your way through the early part of this year?
4: Yeah, definitely. We didn't change a lot of our team last year. We definitely lost three seniors last year that were a great part of our team. But these girls this year... They're just fighting, and they have that confidence. They know that they can do it. And you can really tell in their play that they're just ready to go, ready to get back to the state tournament.
1: And what will it take for you to get back I know we're a long ways from November, but what what do you need your girls to do to make a return trip there to the Coliseum?
4: I need them to do exactly, honestly, what they're doing right now. They're doing great. They're playing well, Um, talking. We're going to move our hitters around a little more, um, get our hitters connecting with our setters, and, yeah, I'm hoping that'll bring us back.
1: And before state, obviously, there's a chance at a league championship, so what's that look like for you this year? Who's going to be your tough challengers in that IML?
4: Oh, Alamos is always, always a tough team. They're very fundamentally strong, and they have great players, Uh, So they're definitely going to be a tough competition for us, along with the other teams in the IML. There's some good, good competition. Um, Yeah, looking forward to those Alamosa games when we get them.
1: You mentioned Alamosa, and I talked to you off-air about this. I want to bring it up now because there's great rivalries in the Valley because the the schools are so uh, close proximity to one another. But you coach at Centauri, but you teach in Alamosa. How's that work? How's that work? (laughs)
4: It's good. It's really good. Like I mentioned, I work in the elementary school, so I teach third grade. So it doesn't affect my team or Alamosa's team. Um, I don't have anything to do with the high school girls. Um, So it's really good. I I like getting to come down to Centauri. We have some great athletes, some hard workers. So I'm really fortunate to to work with these girls. I respect every team that we play, and I know the coaches in our league respect me, and especially I'm good friends with Annie Rice, the Mm -hmm. Alamosa volleyball coach, and we have a very good respect for each other as well. I actually played at Adams State for her mom, so I've known her before I even started coaching at Sartari.
1: Wow, so there is some ties there. Looking ahead to your schedule immediately, you have Delta coming up this Saturday. That's a team that uh, you scored a win over at the state tournament in four sets last year. So what are you expecting out of that match, kind of the rematch this year?
4: Yeah, we're expecting them to come in hard. Um, We know what that team has. We know what they're capable of. They're a great team. Um, We're expecting them to reflect that, be a great team that they are, and we're ready to to go at it and go at them.
1: Now because of that hot start the Falcons are the number one team in 3A according to the numbers from Max Preps Lamar is again ranked number two Sterling and Brush are ranked third and fourth Perennial Powers University and Eaton are ranked 13th and 15th defending state champion Plant Valley at number 18 so you know the ranking is still very early in the season. A second Western Slope team is ranked number one this week that's the Delta Football Club they opened the season ranked second in 2A but scored a quality win over University in their opener. The Panthers moved up to number one this week because three-time defending state champion Eaton was also upset for a second straight year by Classical Academy. The Titans are ranked second this week. Delta is again led by head coach Ben Johnson. He was more than happy with the way his kids played during the opening win over University.
0: You know I thought defensively we're really sound. You know we gave up a couple big pass plays which was a little disappointing but uh, uh, I thought overall that our D-line played really well and I thought offensively, we ran the ball good early, and they made some nice adjustments, and then I thought we threw the ball after that pretty good. So we're still obviously just trying to find our rhythm a little bit, but a lot to work on, but I thought it was a pretty good first first
1: game. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Did they meet your expectations, your kids? Because you've got a good crew coming back that has a lot of experience. Did they meet your expectations for a season opener?
0: Yeah, they did. You know, I thought our kids played real hard through some overloads at uh, university and they made some great adjustments and I thought our kids handled their adjustments pretty well and for a first game I thought our kids did a real nice job
1: Alright, uh, expectations are high in your camp this year. I ran into you at the Chasm Media Day a couple of weeks ago and as I mentioned you've got a good crew back so your expectations are pretty high aren't they?
0: Yeah you know when you get there twice out of the last four years it it turns into an all or nothing deal you know we want to create good memories and have lots of fun, but the bottom line is we understand we got to win this. So uh, 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 we got, we're really focused on that this year.
1: And do you carry over any from last year? Again, uh, I thought the state championship game was a phenomenal game, and you played a very good Eaton team toe-to-toe for about three and a half quarters. Does that carry over for you? Do you bring that up often, or is that in the past, and let's focus on this year?
0: You know, we don't talk about it very much. You know, the kids knew that we missed some good opportunities, and it's a new year, and they're focused on just week by week this year, and we play a good Eagle Valley team next week and then a tough Palisade team. So we got a lot of good football we have to play ahead of us in order to accomplish the goals we want to accomplish. And
1: that was going to be my final question. Is your schedule pre-conference-wise is pretty loaded this year, and I'm guessing that's by design.
0: Yes, sir. You know, I didn't mention Rifle. Rifle have a very good team this year. I think they're going to surprise a lot of people. And uh, like I said, Palisade, and we'll play the Academy week five, and you know, we play a, a good schedule. We didn't realize it was so tough when we set it up, but it, <laughs> our strength of schedule was really good when it when it came out last year, so we're
1: excited. As mentioned, TCA and Eaton are the next two teams in the 2A rankings this week, followed by Academy and Florence. Basalt and Rifle are 7th and ninth this week. Up in 3A, Roosevelt, Lutheran, and Green Mountain were all dominant in Week 1, so they maintained their top three spots. Durango slid one spot to 5th. Palisade moved up 1 to ninth, despite the loss to Roosevelt. 4A has defending state champion Broomfield at number one with Palmer Ridge in second. Bears jumped two spots after edging Montrose last week. That loss dropped the Redhawks down to fifth. Montrose also has a very good battle with Fruta Monument on tap this week. Loveland and Erie, by the way, ranked third and fourth. Up in 5A, Cherry Creek, no surprise here. They're number one with Pine Creek second and Regis third. Bowler Christian is fourth and coming off a loss to Regis. Now they line up with Pine Creek on Friday. Back down to 1A, Lyman Wallop Florence in game one, so they remain number one. They had to Meeker on Saturday. Cowboys look to build on that overtime league win over North Fork last Friday. Ray, Wiggins, and Holyoke, Strasburg there in spots two through five, with Monta Vista checking in at number six. A battle ninth-ranked Colorado Springs Christian on the road Friday. Now we'll touch base with an eight-man team facing a hefty road trip this week as we break down the eastern plains next here on Colorado Preps Weekly. This segment, though, presented by Alpine Bank.
5: You hear us talk about it. You wonder if it's true. This is Jay Rickstrom. I'm part of the Alpine Bank family, member FDIC. You wonder if it's possible to see dreams come true. I can tell you this. Your answer is found in the hearts and souls of every student, every player, every fan in the stands. Look around you. You and I are surrounded by dreams coming true.
1: Our Eastern Colorado report this week presented by Buildings by Design. The discussion starts in Haxton, where the Bulldogs are number one ranked team in eight-man football. They were slated to open against local rival and 11-man opponent Holyoke, but that game was postponed. So the Bulldogs will instead go to Missouri and face St. Paul Lutheran. That, of course, a major road trip for any time of year, let alone a season opener, and the trip to get there in scheduling almost as long as the actual drive to Kansas City.
6: We caught wind of losing the game the Friday of our scrimmage on the 18th, about mid-afternoon. We didn't let the kids know until after the scrimmage. So I went home that night, and my AD went home, and we both just started calling and emailing people. I I stayed up most of the night texting, emailing people throughout the night, just anyone in the eight-man realm that I knew. And finally, about 6.30 in the morning, I got a message back from a guy I'd met at a... um, clinic in oklahoma one time and one of his league rivals had lost a game and he said here's his number um give him a buzz you might so i called him and he was on the golf course and he goes yeah we'd love to play you. let's try to figure something out and i got a hold of my ad and my super and said hey i found a game what do you guys think and from there we just started working on logistics on how we could make it work unfortunately they're their admin weren't willing to let them travel like we were so i guess we're going to go all the way we couldn't really make it work out meeting anywhere so i guess we're going east to kansas city to play a game of football
1: all right so it's way more than a normal prep week especially for a season opener you got travel major travel i know there's expenses that you didn't expect so how have you the kids the staff your community how they handled that and and getting ready for this
6: um, we we're Luckily, we knew we were going to travel one way or not, you know, whether it was all the way or not. So actually Saturday afternoon last week, the staff started working on stuff, um, putting stuff together, kind of getting everything in place. Then once we found out we were going the whole distance, uh, the school board wasn't real happy with paying for it. So <laughs> like always, our uh, our community's pretty amazing uh, outpour of money that started coming in and actually outside of our community, too and people from Fleming and Sterling and Holyoke all kind of stepped up and helped out a lot.
1: And what are you expecting from the trip? I'm not talking win or loss, but I look at this as maybe even like a a summer camp or a team bonding experience when you're that uh, that you're together for that long.
6: You know, I really wanted to make it an event for the kids. When we were talking to them Monday night, you know, I told them I said, when I was a young guy, I always envied the uh, the big schools that got to get on an airplane and go somewhere else and play or travel to a state or two, I like, now us being a tiny school, we get to do that and how much fun it will be. So I actually, um, a friend of the program reached out to Kansas Wesleyan, and I'd known Coach Meyer there for a little bit, and he questioned him and kind of got the ball rolling. So Coach Meyer invited us to come to their walkthroughs at Kansas Wesleyan, um, we're going to go to their walkthroughs and then have our walkthrough after then have dinner with them, and then we're going to catch a 6A game It's only about two blocks away from their stadium. So kind of a make, try to make an event out of it for the kids and the staff and hopefully the community.
1: And your opponents, you kind of mentioned this. I, I wondered how much you knew about them, but it appears that you do have some tape and some video of them. So you have a little bit of an idea what you're getting into?
6: Um, yeah, uh, you know the the coaching world is always so small. Um, the coach that hired me and brought me to Haxton, his brother in law coaches against St. Paul's as a, <laughs> their league rival. So um, instantly got on the phone. i probably probably lucky. It's not the old days where you got long distance calling. Otherwise, my wife might not be real. But we uh, <laughs> uh, we've talked a lot. He helped me with some film and. Um, a lot of point backfield, they're really fast. You know, they're the number five team in Missouri this week, so kind of exciting.
1: And, and then my my concern, if I was the head coach, is not necessarily the effects for this game, but then maybe after the effect. You talk about jet lag. There is such a thing as bus lag, and you have Hawley coming up after this one, so there's no rest for you. Are you concerned about the effects after the game?
6: We, are. Um, we kind of already discussed how we're going to meet as a staff and stuff. We're going to actually, so everybody coaching-wise, Sunday off, we're going to hopefully have everything in place and do all of our game planning together for our normal Sunday meeting, Saturday night on the bus ride home. And that way everybody can kind of relax Sunday. And we talked to the boys about that. We, we, we mentioned, like, let's get back in the role of things. So we're probably going to get together and just kind of have a workout Monday and then have actual practice somewhat Monday night. Luckily, we go Saturday, Saturday, so we
1: get that extra day of prep time, too, so that'll help. That's Haxton head coach J.D. Stone. His Bulldogs, of course, a state champion from two years ago. They reached the state semifinals a year ago before falling to Simla. They should be in the state championship mix again this fall. New rankings, though, have not been published by Mech's preps in eight-man or six-man, so teams remain in the same order as the preseason. Dove Creek, the defending champ. The Bulldogs are number two. Simla, third. Mancos and Lions are fourth and fifth. Good matchups in eight-man this week have Simla at Fowler, Marino on the road to McClave, and Crowley County against Byers. Now the six-man rankings in the same boat as I mentioned. Nothing new this week, but the top four teams all gained lopsided wins in week one, so the order would likely be the same anyway. Most attractive game this week has Stratton at home against Grenada. They're ranked one and third. Stratton rolled Cheyenne Wells in week one. Bobcats down Branson Kim. Fleming is ranked second. They go to Idelia. Otis number four. They take on Briggsdale. Cheyenne Wells looks to bounce back from the Stratton loss as they go to Shilin, Kansas. Three-time defending 1A volleyball champion Marino off to a 5-0 start this year. They've not dropped a set in beating Holyoke, Otis, Dayspring Christian, Haxton, and Peets. Their first major challenge may come against Simla on the 16th. They also have a big league matchup with Wiggins. That's on the uh, 28th. Wiggins also 5-0. They won their season opening tournament down in Kit Carson. That included a 3-0 sweep of Simla. They've also beaten Yuma Byers and Day Spring Christian. They have a fun matchup with traditional 1A power Fleming. That comes up this Thursday. Fleming 4-1 with that lone loss to Haxton. Wildcats are also coming off a five-set win over Otis last weekend. Sedgwick County, the reigning two-way champ, they're 4-1 thus far. Their lone loss, also a five-setter to Haxton back on the 19th. They responded with a five-set win over Weldon Valley and a sweep of Burlington. Next up are two matches against Nebraska opponents. Cougars go to Wiggins for an early lower plat showdown. That comes up on the 21st. Now our Eastern Colorado update. is presented by Buildings by Design and it also concludes this episode of Colorado Preps Weekly. Remember to download the new Colorado Preps mobile app so you can easily get these reports on your mobile device, plus you can get updated football scores each and every weekend. I'm Kevin Schaefer. Thanks for joining us here on Colorado Preps Weekly.
5: First impressions are important. In only a glance, you can see that Buildings by Design cares about their designs, buildings, and clients. Their quality of work starts with listening to your ideas, desires, and needs right from the start. Buildings by Design can act as your general contractor, designer and builder, construction manager, or project manager. View the quality of their work at www.buildingsbydesign.com. An independent, authorized chief builder. The builder's choice in metal buildings. Building today's business. Buildings by Design.